guys welcome back to another episode so we're doing like a little catch-up car pod today's today's episode (laughs) is not going to be long because we're just catching up and of course today is candle day december 7th so if you have not gotten your candles from bath and body works first of all bitch they probably already sold out i just want to quickly talk about how they changed the, the price Last year it was eight ninety five, and this year it was nine fifty. Disrespectful. And guys, if you hear my GPS, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make it to the grocery store. Side note: I had no idea that we were going to the grocery store. <clears throat> Surprise! Okay. Surprise! Yes. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So first of all, how was your Thanksgiving though? Like, it was... I think the last time we recorded was like. I think like the week before Thanksgiving. The week, probably the week before Thanksgiving. It's been a while. It was pretty good. Um. We drove home to Connecticut. I saw my grandma. We had it over there. I saw my girls. We went to the movies. We saw Queen and Slim. And then on our way back, we stopped in Jersey and we went to this place called Cuban Pete's. Okay. Shout out to them. And then we went to the Delaware Mall. And once again, the Christiana Mall. So remember how I told you last Black Friday that Kunle was so pressed to go to the mall, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever I go Black Friday shopping, I only need to go to Target, Old Navy, and I feel like there's one other store, Bath and Body Works, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Kunle insisted that he needed to go to the mall. I have to go. And my mother, just, you would think Kunle was her child, the golden child, because Kunle was all, she's like, oh, if he wants to go, let, let the picnic go. The what? I said, the picnic. It's, it's Patois, Jamaican for... You can be a picnic. I'm a picnic. They're a picnic. She's a picnic child. She was like, let him go to the store. So we get in there. Do you know what Kunle bought? Socks. He bought a coffee. Coffee? He bought a coffee. So this year, again, I'm like, Kunle, I don't need to go in there. We're good. Da-da-da-da. I said, I'm not going in there. You don't get anything. You know what Kunle bought this year? You know what he bought? A fucking Cinnabon. Didn't ask if I wanted one. Didn't ask if mom wanted one. He bought a Cinnabon. And then you know how he I gave he gave it away because he came back and he had the little frosting on his mouth. I said, what you have? He said, nothing. I said, Coolin, what you have? I said, I see something on your face. When I got a little closer, I said, you smell sweet. What did you have? He didn't get nothing at that mall, but he was so oppressed. He had to go. Then we went to the Delaware mall and this nigga bought nothing. A waste of my time. So that was my um, Black Friday, friend. And Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving, I actually hosted it at my house. And Ooh. it actually came out well. I was responsible for Why do you sound surprised? Um, because <clears throat> things have transpired where, unfortunately, my grandmother got diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. Sorry to hear so that, it's been a big transition and... I don't like. Okay, so you know how that article that or the t- article that you mentioned last episode about people that choose Friendsgiving over Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm that person. That's me. That's me. Says hello. Yes, I okay. prefer Friendsgiving over actual Thanksgiving. Right. I I'm not gonna say I don't care for my family, but I don't care for them. I niggas. feel like it's just like, easier. I feel like the Friendsgiving is easy. I feel like it's more fun. It's more relatable. You have people your own age. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm not close to my cousins at all. Like, okay. not one bit. Go ahead. Um, I'm not close to my cousins at all. So, you know, if I see them, I'll speak. But we really don't have 
like a lot to talk about because I don't really see them a lot. They live. That's honest. They live further north than I do. Granted, we're in the same state. Okay, we'll see. But that. they're further n- north than I am, and I don't spend time with them at all. Mm-hmm. So, I prefer friends giving, <clears throat> which I consider my family because I friends are the I'm, family that you choose. Right. So my friends, we've become sisters over time. So I prefer friends giving, like I said, several times already. Um, it came out really well. I made um greens and mashed potatoes. We bought the turkey from Boston Market, you know, just pop it in the oven for a couple hours. I like turkey friend. You like turkey? Um, to be quite honest with you, no. So this year for Christmas we're doing ham. And now that I think about it, niggas need to give me their money half of their money for their ham. Because I'm not coming out of my pocket eighty five dollars for no goddamn ham. Okay, so when you host said Thanksgiving or holiday, Mm -hmm. do you like is it the person who is cooking it or hosting it, are they supposed to pay for everything? Or oh, no. Everybody... So, this is a potluck type of situation. Okay. So, I I was responsible for two things. The turkey, uh, the greens, and the mashed potatoes. It's three. Oh, what did I say? Two. Te- technically, I wasn't... The turkey we bought, so all I did was pop it in the oven. So, I'm not going to say I was really responsible for that. It was okay. already pre-cooked. I just popped it in the oven for two hours. The greens took the longest, and the mashed potatoes. So, I personally cooked those two things. Okay. So, I say two. So those two things I was responsible for. My sister ended up coming with her kids. So I told her, I don't like macaroni and cheese. You can take my green card. Boom, bam, thank you, ma'am. So she was responsible for the macaroni and cheese. She brought meatballs and what the fuck else did she bring? I can't remember. And she made deviled eggs. So she was responsible for three things. I also made two cakes. So when I tell people to come to my house, I specifically give them something that I want them to make. Um, we had other people come to the house that brought, like, different cakes and different things like that. That's cool. That's fine. That's dandy. However, I told you not to come with anything because I had already made two fucking cakes that now we're trying to get rid of. That's the shit about having things at your house. It's, like, having leftovers. And I personally do not like leftovers. But I, I don't either. My oh, my house. God. I knew we were meant to be. I cannot I don't fucking like, stand mm, leftovers. Nope, nope. I don't even know how I eat, like, leftover food. Because I can't stand it. There's food. only certain. I think certain for me, things. it's like I don't like how it looks when it's cold. Yeah. So maybe I like close my eyes and like walk over and like. Girl, I have to up. like reheat it to the highest temperature that I can think of. I put that bitch in the microwave for like five minutes. So my mom has always been really good with leftovers because what she does is just like, she said it shouldn't look like what you ate yesterday. So she'll like kind of and my cousin too, Tracy. Shout out to you. She always says, "Let me doctor it up." Okay. So, like, they'll make it, but, like, you know, you put it on, like, a new whatever it is. Maybe, like, if it's, like, you just, you spice it up. Okay. So, but, see, I don't have the patience for that. I don't either. So, whatever it is, is, I just, like I said, I just pop it in the microwave for five extra minutes. However, I was really shocked that Thanksgiving went really well because at this present time, I do not get along with my mother-in-law. Um, so, it actually came... It actually came out really nice, you know. We just kind of stayed on our side. But I feel like you have to be nice to the host. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you have to be nice to the host. And then also, especially if you're not, I'm not saying she didn't bring anything. She did bring something. But especially if you ain't bringing shit and we already beefing, you can can make your way out. You can leave for real, for real. You don't actually don't even have to come if you ain't going to bring shit. Side note, she did bring something, so. 
Okay. Don't think I'm talking about her. I'm just talking about people in general that just pop up in people's houses without shit around holiday times. Did you go out for Black Friday? I did not. I actually had to work. So I went to work and just chilled. Remember, I did my Christmas shopping. Everything is done. Mm. So I didn't have to do anything. October You're a real 1st, adult. October 1st, no, because I knew my money was going to be funny around this time. I'm, I'm getting ready to go out of town for my birthday. Right. Well, not for my birthday, but we're the going on the end of the year. The country, sis. The city. I'm the sorry. Country. I'm going out of the country. I'm going back to the DR. So, you guys, one, pray for me because I'm not drinking anything out the mini bar, but I do plan on getting fucked up. It's been a long year. I've been dealing with a lot of shit, so I really feel like I need a vacation. But Thank you, friend. But, yeah. um, what was I saying? Black Friday and how you already did your yeah. shopping. I already did my shopping. So, October 1st, I made it known to everybody that's in my household that I'm buying for. If you want something from me, you need to turn your list in by October 1st. No later than the 5th. So, you're a list gal. Yes. Give me a list and I will pick from what's on your list or I might, depending on, you know, if I have the money or where you are in my importance rank, uh-huh. you might get all of it. Or you might get all of it plus more. Like, it just depends. So, <laughs> that's what I did. I had people give me their list, and I just, you know, picked and choose from it. I rationed out my checks, like, what I would put in savings for myself. I took that money, and I put, like, two, $300 towards... See, I don't even have kids yet, and I feel like Christmas is expensive because I have two guy kids and my niece and then my little cousin. But I feel like once a child gets to the double digits um, and you're not mine... I feel like now I'm only going to hit you with important birthday milestones. Oh, pause. Shout out to Marlon. Yes, our number one fan. He definitely wanted a shout out. So I'm going to give you a shout out. Shout out to you. So Marlon is my little cousin, y'all. We went on an aquarium date yesterday. um, And we're in the car. He was just like, yo, when are you going to let me get on the podcast? I was like, excuse me? He was just like, I could be a guest. I was like, well, Marlon, like, what are you going to talk about? He was just like, I have a lot to talk about. I was like, okay. I was like, so let's practice. Like, what are you going to talk about? He was like, I'm going to talk about my life. I'm going to talk about Madden. I'm going to talk about my iPad. I'm going to talk about school. Yes. Yes, that is that is what he said. So I was like, okay, Marlon, all right. Um, so shout out to him. And then we even went over the intro. And he was just like, okay, he was just like, but um, Shay isn't here. He was just like, so how can we really do the intro? I was just like, I know. I know. I get it, friend. So shout out to you, Marlon. Thank shout you for out listening. to you. So really quickly, friend, did you see or hear anything about George Mem- Zimmerman's bald head fat ass <laughs> trying to sue Trayvon Martin's family for a hundred million dollars. I did. So, all right. So, I didn't even really look into like what specifically he was suing them for. I didn't either. I just was like, what the fuck? I just, you fucking killed their fucking child. And you want to sue the family for a hundred million dollars? So, first of all, I feel like anyone who, a lawyer at this point who's taking him on, like you are. I guess clout chasing would be the appropriate term because why and I feel like you got to walk away with your life you got to walk away with no jail time I don't understand and I can't comprehend around my mind why you're choosing to do something like that like the torture of that you understand what I'm saying yeah like I do not understand that and I remember um, when the verdict came out and it was guilty I remember saying you know something if he was in jail, he probably would have been in protective custody, all this other stuff. He wouldn't have been bothered. He wouldn't have been bothered. And I felt like his punishment, 
I feel like it's worse that he's not in prison because I feel like everywhere you go, you have to watch your back. Right. Um, the punishment did not fit the crime. I just, I don't understand it. But Florida people are crazy anyways. But speaking of prison, so you know I go down my YouTube rat holes, right? Here we go. Told you that. I came across a show on YouTube called Behind Bars Rookie Year. Mm-hmm. And it follows... Speaking of weight, I have another shout out to my cousin Junior. He actually graduated top of his CO class. Okay. And my mom, my grandmother, and his sister went out to surprise him. So I'm so proud of him. And I think out of 400 people, 900 people went in, 900 people made it to graduation. Wow. And he got graduated top of his class. So I'm super proud of you, wow. Jordan. I, I mean, not Jordan. That's my other cousin. I love you too, girl. Um, but I'm super proud of you, Junior. Um, but anyways, that's how. So. With that, that's how I ended up pulling up the CO show mm-hmm. behind bars rookie year. And it follows corrections officers their first year out there in the New Mexico prison penitentiary system. Mm-hmm. And they have I think it's the I think it's one of the prisons with the largest gang population there. But these motherfuckers are crazy. Like, oh my goodness, I don't know, and my mom used to work for corrections also, and I know quite a few people who work in corrections, but I don't think I would ever want to walk into a place of working every day, I feel like I'm in a war zone. Really? Yes, and, the, and there's there's just no, there is no way, and like they were going over like, you know, how one of the officers, he doesn't know how to cuff properly, and they were saying and one of the, someone, a prison, a guard actually was killed because of that. He got out of his cuffs because he wasn't cuffed properly, and then a fight ensued, and he attacked one of the people. And then there was another CO there, and she was attacked as well, and she just never came back to work. Wow. Yeah, so I just, I couldn't imagine, and then, like, you know, when they're going with the extractions and just how, like, they have to, part of their training, you know, they have to learn how to deal with the pepper spray. And I don't know if you've ever been in the midst of pepper spray. No. But it's fucking awful. It's fucking awful. But that's a part of their training because at any given point in time, you know, you may have to pepper spray one of the inmates. So, oh my goodness. And then, um, just in with that, and then like in the 80s, I guess there was a, one of the largest prison riots in America. This was at the same penitentiary. And the inmates got out and they killed 45 other, no, 33 other inmates. There's a documentary on it. And they killed about 12 guards that were there. Yes, let's see the space that you're giving me. And they went fucking frantic. So I think to myself with George Zimmerman, especially being that within the male prison facilities, like, you know how, like, you're segregated according right. to your, like, race and things like that and, like, gangs and stuff. Now, George Zimmerman, um, his mother is Peru, and he identifies as Latino or Hispanic, or whatever the case is. So I wonder, for him, being that you killed a black man, like, where would you fit it in the prison system? Like, where would, because even though he's Hispanic, I feel like George Zimmerman also thinks that he's white. Yeah. I, I don't think that he's as aware. He identifies as a white man. As other, yes. And His father some, is white. And some Hispanic people do identify as being white. I However, but George, like but George Zimmerman is not a white Hispanic. You look at him, and I know, like, you are, like, it's not like, so when I was, and this is just ignorant to me, so you know where we live, we have a lot of El Salvadorians, where I grew up at home, we have, you know, people from Puerto Rico, we have people from Dominican, they tend to be a little bit darker hued, mm-hmm. but when I was in Miami, I swear to you, I was just like, cool, like, all these white people know Spanish, 
oh my goodness he says alex he's like they are he's like they're from venezuela they're from colombia yeah. but that's just me being ignorant and not necessarily seeing Knowing. them to know like what they are right but george zimmerman looks as though he could be like he looks peruvian he is he's from peru like his mother's from peru like there's no denying that he's anything else you could be George Zimmerman all you want to, but I think his like other name is like Hernandez or something, something. His other last name. Because you know, um, in the Hispanic community, you they take hyphenate. yeah, you hyphenate. They take their mother and their father's last name. Right. But um, he could. Just, he's just disgusting. He's fucking gross. He's disgusting. I don't understand why you would do something like that. And I feel like at this point it's torture. And I feel like for any judge to go ahead and take that or a lawyer to take that case, I just feel like you are doing it for clout chasing at this purpose. Right. It's comical. But speaking of other Florida crazies, so you know Bad Baby is from Florida. Wow. The Bad Baby is the young lady who was the... Catch me outside. Catch me outside. How about that? So she's recently in the headlines for, I guess she got some box braids in her hair, and black women were saying that she's cultural appropriating, and she's being inappropriate, and disrespectful to black women. Well, she commented back, and she clapped back, and she says, how would she says, I've never been disrespectful to the culture, you don't hear me speaking badly of black women or women of color. She says, but what's the difference when black women go ahead and you guys are wearing wigs that aren't yours? Hair that is not yours. She said, you wear Peruvian hair, you're wearing Brazilian hair, you're wearing different color wigs, you're wearing blonde hair, you're straightening your hair and your hair doesn't actually do that so people are upset about it so i want to know what you think no i want to know what you think first she's not wrong yeah i was gonna say that part too because we do try to um okay let me just say this she's not wrong however us as african-american women and just african-american period we have to try to fit in to what people deem as norm or beautiful so we have to go to these extremes of straightening wearing wigs different things like that because that's just how racist the world is if you go with your natural hair and you got an afro and you're like power to the people even though jobs are not supposed to do that they will not hire you you know what i mean right but i think so first of all not that it makes a difference but she is let me, I'm not going to say that word. Um, she is what? Say it. I guess this is your people, podcast. I guess that people would deem as white trash. Okay. But to my knowledge, you know, she's always grown up around, you know, black people and things like that. So she's heavily influenced by the culture. So that's one mm-hmm. thing. Those probably things that, you know, she, she, you know, I've seen this. Like, you know, my friends around me, they wear this, they wear that. But she's not wrong. And I think as black women, I think as black people, like, and this is when I say, like, sometimes, like, I have to just, sometimes, I feel like sometimes when we get upset about shit, like, we, I feel like sometimes as black people, we can be overly sensitive and extra. Right. I do feel that way. Because she's right. Black people, most of us, we are not naturally blonde, we are not naturally blonde hair. We naturally didn't have that, okay? Our hair does not grow blonde out of our scalps. Most of us. Yeah, most okay? of us. Okay, a good majority of us. Now, there are some anomalies, but it's it's those dirty blonde, like the, the sandy brown or whatever hair is. So that's just true about that. We wear hair that's not ours. Brazilian. And there are black people that live in Brazil, but that's not the, that's not the hair that we're purchasing. We wear Peruvian hair. There are black people in Peru, but that's not the hair that we are getting. Okay? We wear Indian hair. We wear hair that is not ours. We wear hair that is of all other ethnicities and cultures but what ours is. So why are we now upset because she's wearing box braids? I don't understand that. And 
it's fucking braids. If you've got hair on your head, you can braid your hair. I, I don't, I don't, me personally, I don't see what the issue is, and I think it's a reach, but she's telling the truth, and I think we're upset because it's coming out of her mouth as a white girl. Right. But I appreciate, and I think maybe because she's younger, um, she's what, like 16? I feel she's like at 17. that age, you're a lot more, you don't, you care less about being politically correct, mm -hmm. and I can say, you know what, I'm not even mad at sis. She's right. She said, and she said, she's like, I've never been disrespectful towards black women. I've never been disrespectful towards the culture. Whatever the case is, this that. But I can see how people are getting mad because braids originated from our culture, Africa, where everybody is from. I don't care what nobody said. Everybody came from Africa, and we were made to be felt disgusting or felt less than a human when we were wearing these things. Mm -hmm. So I get where people can get offended where you're saying you're appropriating black culture I understand that part but I just think we are very sensitive about certain things and just let the little girl wear her braids just let her wear her braids but do you think she has a point though um I think she has a point but I also feel like she needs to be educated as well on why we as African men, um, women wear these types of hairstyles and different things of that sort mm -hmm. sometimes it's a protective style or sometimes like I said, when you're going into these interviews and you're wearing your afros, a lot of women are not getting hired. This is not the 70s and 80s anymore where that was the style to wear, like, you know, your natural hair and different things like but that. But I feel like now with hair, I feel like we are definitely, and, like, more states are standing up towards, you know, like, discrimination towards hair. I definitely think now, as a culture, I cannot say I know many more women with relaxed hair anymore. However, you know, because I'll throw on a wig or throw on a sewing or whatever does with right. straight hair. Just because I personally don't want to damage my hair. Right. However, I also feel like, I feel like if somebody else said it, we wouldn't have a problem. And that's the honest to God truth. Because white women aren't upset when we're here wearing platinum blonde hair. Indian women, to what we hear, aren't upset when we're walking around with their hair on our heads. Knowing good and well, that is not the texture or the, the pattern of our said hair. So I feel like we have to... I don't know. I just feel like if someone else has said it, we wouldn't be upset. And I feel like we always choose to be pick, pick, uh, pick choosing. Choose, we yeah. like to pick and choose, and you, you cannot do that. And that's not. And who's to say, like you know, who she was influenced by? She could have been. She was probably. And everybody's had that white girl that you know grew up around all black people. Mm -hmm. And I remember this. I remember growing up with this one. Uh, this one white girl. Um, her sister was biracial, and she could braid the shit out of somebody's hair. And she used to come in with braids. And everybody would go ahead and go to her to get there. She would be braiding the boy's hair on the bus. And when people, remember when, like, it was a thing to wear, like, cornrows and shit like mm -hmm. that. Like, everybody wanted her to do their hair. So, yeah. And to her, it was just, like, you know, like, everybody in my neighborhood, this is what they wear. This is how they dress. My sister is, you know, biracial or whatever the case is. I hang out with black people. So, it's not a surprise to me that I like black men. It's not a surprise to me that this. I don't think for her it's a cultural appropriation thing. I think it was just a matter of, hey, this is what I'm used to. This is what I'm seeing. Right. But, you know, what the fuck do I know? Did you happen to watch the second part of T.I. on the Red Table Talk? I didn't see the second part. I did see the first part because I didn't know the second part dropped. Okay, what did you think of the first part? The, the first part... I kind of felt like what he said was right. Like, I didn't, he, it might have been a joke, but it wasn't interpreted as a joke. 
because you know how we podcast and we say jokes and then somehow it, you know, we manifested to be a part of the episode. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like it might have been like a conversation or a joke off camp, like off recording, and it just somehow made onto the episode. You know what I mean? Um, I think tiny spaces that she was given throughout the episode was very funny. I liked how Jada and the mom educated him about the shit that he was saying. And I how loved how Will Jada said, that. let me raise her, I need you to love her. Right. And I agree with that because that's exactly what I'm doing with my daughter. Right, and that's what I was going to ask because you have a son and a daughter. Right. So are there certain things that... I mean, we've had this conversation briefly. Like, you know, there's certain things that, you know you want to have because as a woman it's more comfortable and I'm sure there's going to be conversations and moments with your son that he's going to have because he is a male. Right. I feel like I do get that it was probably something that was blown out of proportion um, and we didn't necessarily get the full thing but my issue is is like why would you talk about it out loud and I think it created a bigger discussion of you know there are a lot of parents who feel like that you know mm-hmm. um, but I actually saw the part two of the interview and the part two of the interview was necessarily discussing them as a married couple mm-hmm. and speaking of the cheating and Tiny made an interesting point she was saying you know I guess they have been together for 20 years just about 20 years, but they've only been married for about, like, what, eight or ten years, eight or nine years? Anyways, they were having a conversation about, like, dynamics in relationships and in marriages. And she was saying how initially, you know, when... Initially, when it was that T.I. was there, T.I. wanted to take care of everything. Like, you know, I'm the man. I want to work. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, just enjoy yourself. So when it was that he left and he went to prison... You know, Tiny said, you know, she had to find her voice again. You know, she had to learn how to maneuver and navigate being the head of household while her husband was away. So she was saying that when he came back, it was a complete 360. She said because she felt as though he was trying to, um, he was looking for her to be this timid woman and fall right back into her role of I'm going to take care of this and I'm going to take care of that. And Jada was interesting because she said, you know, her and Will had that same issue in their marriage of saying, you know, um, she didn't really say that Will didn't want her to work, but how she put what she wanted to do on the back burner Mm -hmm. and how her husband, she was saying, you know, I'm grateful and I'm appreciative that you as a man, you wanted to step up and that you were able to do so. But at the same time as a woman, I need to have my voice and I need to keep my power to say like, hey, I can handle this too and I can do that. And she was saying, you know, that essentially kind of created some friction and T.I. said that because of that, that made him felt like he wasn't wanted as a man. And they went into conversation about, like, with his cheating. And she said, you know, while we've been married, she was just like, I have not done anything else and so forth and so forth. So they had a conversation about why it was that Tiny decided to file for the divorce. And she said she wasn't worth it. And she says, but we both had to come to terms to say, we're going to go ahead and to make this work. And Tip was saying that no matter how many women I was with, none of them were you. And I had to sit down and make the decision to say, okay, supposedly, I'm sure he's still out there getting pussy, whatever it is. He says, you know, I've been with you for so long. I don't want to go ahead and have to start over. Right. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to have to do that. You are the person that I've wanted to spend my life with and I built my life with. Like me and these people have moments together. We're having, we're enjoying the in the moment, but me and you share a life together. You're the person that I want to. He said, Tiny has always been the person that he wants to spend to share his first person. He wants to share the good news with the bad news with and any and all emotions in between. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I thought it was an amazing interview, but, and I could definitely tell there's a lot of love between the two, but he's very, he comes up very old school in his thinking, and she gives me the vibe of, like, she's afraid to speak her mind. Her mind. Um, so, I get it. I'm with her because there's, I'm not saying that she's scared to speak her mind, but <clears throat> what's... I was raised, what's, what happens in this house stays in this house. Mm-hmm. And we don't speak on it no more. Right. You know what I mean? The conversations that we've had, if we're addressing an issue and we go somewhere else and we're talking about it, we don't need to tell everybody everything that we talked about. Right. We can say it was resolved. We took care of it. You know, touch on it a little bit, but not go into it so much. You know what I mean? Right. Um, as far as him, I think he is very old school. Um, you got to remember he had an older sister. I want to say true. she was in, in her 50s. And I, and I could say she, you know, influenced some of the old school thinking, but he's an older gentleman as well. I think he's like almost 50. No, Ty no? is only 39. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, he got an old soul then. Leave him alone. <laughs> but do you understand, like, I think, I think it's a bigger conversation of like the male ego. And I think traditionally, How you know. is tiny? I think she's maybe like 41, 42. Okay. So there is like a like a couple year difference, but I think I think the male the older I get, the more I realize the male ego is something different, is something serious. Yeah. And I remember a long time ago someone telling me, she said, you know, the male ego, she says, being in a marriage, she says as a woman, she was just like, she said, probably ninety eight percent of the time you are gonna be right. She says, as women, we, we, we're forward thinkers. We, think, we see things that happened before they even happened. She says, because we have to think of the kids. Mm-hmm. We have to think about how we're going to run this household. We have to make sure that our family is good. We, our extended family, our immediate family, we have to make sure the household is good. So she says, with the man, she says, although they go out, you know, traditionally, they pay the bills and the third, a man needs to feel like he has a say-so in something. And she said, my advice to you is whenever it is that you do get married, and this was years ago, she says... You have to kind of stroke that man's ego. And she says you have to be, she said you have to kind of be mindful to not say, I told you so. And I feel like as a woman, and again, I've been married for all of like 0.5 seconds, but just in my relationship period, I feel like there are definitely moments when I have to just be like, yeah, okay, you know, you got it. But even though I know when, so, like, it's like how I imagine parents feel with kids, like, didn't I tell you not to do that mm-hmm. because I knew it was going to happen? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel sometimes. So how do you find that balance? So I've been married four years and we'll be on five come February of next year. And it's hard. It's legit a 24-hour job. And stroking his ego and just knowing that you're going to be right, you have to let the person learn their lesson. You know what I mean? You can give them all the sound advice that you want because initially you are that person's best friend. But at the end of the day, if they don't take your advice, you can't get mad. Um, and two, you you just have to humble yourself and just fall back and let, let the cards fall where they may. You know what I mean? Okay, but... I wasn't like that the first two years of marriage. I was like, no, nigga, I told you. Like, I told so you. So what you made wrong. you... So what was your shift in, like, you know what? All right. Um... I kind of had, like, I don't give a fuck moment for a second, and I felt really bad because when my mom passed away, um, my husband initially said, when your mom closed her eyes, I lost a part of you. Mm. Initially, he did, 
because then that's when I was just like, you know what, if you're not going to listen to me and I'm giving you sound advice because I've done it before Mm -hmm. and I've been through that situation before, then you don't take it. And I'm, I'm going to say it. You can do what you want upon me giving you that advice and this piece of information. And I'm working on it. I'm getting better. I'm getting back to where it's just like, you know what? I'm going to give you my advice. And I want you to listen to me thoroughly. And I'm right. going to break down why I think this and why I think that. Versus when I first, when we first got married that first two years, I was just like, here's my advice. You do what you want upon it. Right. You know? So now I'm breaking down thoroughly why I think the, the sky is blue. Or why the groceries need to be like this. Or why we need <laughs> to put it like this. Right. Or why this piece doesn't fit here. Why the Legos should be here. Why shouldn't we get smaller Legos? Because you step on them shits in the middle of the goddamn night. Versus if you get the bigger Legos, you can see that they're on the fucking floor. And you can pick it up and you can dodge it. You know, it's like small shit like that. It's so funny because like... So we had gone away. Um, we had gone away for a funeral. That's another reason that we were out. Condolences. Thank you, dear. Um, and whenever we pack, so my crewmate always forgets something. Always, no matter what. And on purpose, like, I would sit there and I'd be like, I know you're going to forget it. I'd be like, oh, pack your stuff, da-da-da-da. So, but forward thinking, and I don't know if it's a woman thing or just me knowing him, I'm always like, Alex, you pack it just in case. Because mm-hmm. I know he's not going to think to pack mm-hmm. it. Or like... So, lo and behold, we get to Connecticut, and he's like, have you seen my, and I was just like, I packed it, because I know you didn't think to pack it, or what, like, you know what I mean, like, just little things, or like, Kuma has a habit of when he comes in the house, like, he just takes everything off every which way, like, he wears glasses, like, you, he, he's a person who wears his glasses, like, you know, some people wear their glasses, like, they have glasses, but they can function without them, he cannot see, he cannot see. Have you noticed that I don't have mine on? Are you wearing contacts? I am. But you didn't say anything, so I figured I wasn't going to say anything. But I see you, but when you have your makeup on like that, I never see you with it. But it didn't dawn on me because I feel like I've seen you even amount of times with it. Really? Yeah. I always wear my glasses. But I know, like, Kuma, like, he's blind without it. I don't know the severity you. to your, I'm like, not blind, but... And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know the severity mm-hmm. of, like, it, but... He's a person where if he doesn't have his glasses, he cannot see. Like, he cannot function. But he always likes to... It'll be hidden somewhere. So when he takes it, I, like, I quietly pick it up. And I put it at this one particular place. When he comes home, he likes to drop his wallet somewhere. And then it's just like, I can't find my wallet in the morning. So one day I told you, like, he called me at work talking about it was an emergency. I'm in a fucking meeting. And I'm like, what is wrong? It better be an emergency. Have you seen my wallet? I can't find. I was just like, you know what? I said, Kunlai, I took it because, again, you left at this place, and I put it here. Please go look over there. Do you ever find yourself doing that? Because you just anticipating little things? Mm-hmm. You have to anticipate every move. It's just like playing chess. You have to know the person that you're playing so you know what move that they're going to make. Like with Josh, okay, he wears a size 16 shoe. Jesus. And what bothers me the fucking most, and he knows this, is him leaving his goddamn boats, I call them boats, <laughs> all over the goddamn floor. So the kids are tripping over it in the middle of the night when I'm going to the bathroom. I'm tripping over his shoes. So when he comes home and I see that his shoes are somewhere, I kindly pick them up and I put them somewhere else. Yeah, because sometimes it's just not worth the argument. It's not. It's not sometimes. I think that's what I'm learning in marriage is just like you have to just pick and choose your battles, yeah. number one. And even though I'm right, it is like biting my tongue to just be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever you say. 
But you're fresh into your marriage. I mean, so am I. I'm only four years in and I'm still learning that I just have to, you know what, let it, let the cards But we've been together for so long and we lived together like a year and a half before. So How I feel long like have you guys technically been together? We've been together seven years. Okay. So, ten years. Been together oh, ten for years. you. Okay, yeah. Married five, so. Okay. Married four, going on five. She so might just say five. But we've lived together for nine years. Okay. Okay. So I know so that this nigga had lives a, his shoes right. all over the goddamn You've house. had a routine. I recommend, like, you should definitely watch it because I was really just, like, aside from it being T.I., and I was really just watching it for the tea. Like, you're going to admit that you mm-hmm. did this. Um, but it was a great conversation about, like, being in a partnership mm-hmm. and about being in a marriage. Um, and I was just like, you know what? I fuck with it. And what I can, what I can appreciate, I don't necessarily... What I can appreciate about them as a couple is is that they are authentically who they are. I can tell with or without the cameras. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't try to, like, be politically correct because he was on television or whatever the case is. I like that he apologized to his daughter on camera, too. Yeah. He was like, I'm not apologizing to anybody else that has a Twitter or Instagram account. I'm apologizing to you. And he said his daughter's name, I think it's Asia. Deja. Deja. Deja, I'm apologizing to you. Because it essentially embarrassed her on fucking yeah. national TV. And then one last thing, because we are going to keep it short today, guys. Speaking of black love, you need to see the movie Queen and Slim. I want to see it so bad. Like, I'm trying to get Josh it to do, like, a date so night. so fucking good. But it's so hard to do a date night when you have two small kids and you don't trust anybody to watch your kids. Yeah. It's so good. And it's not like they're at the age where you can bring them... I mean... There is a sex scene in there, and it's pretty graphic, but... Because some parents just like, fuck it. Just come in there, shut your ass up, sit down, be quiet. Put headphones on them. Give them something else to watch. Um, But it is such a good movie. The soundtrack is amazing. So that's actually going to be my music plug. It's just the Queen and Slim soundtrack, period. But I think what I like about the movie, although it can be very unrealistic, just like the events and everything that led up to it, it literally reminded me of a modern... Bonnie and Clyde. I felt like I was watching the Beyonce and Jay-Z video, um, mm-hmm. Bonnie and Clyde, O2. I felt like I was watching that, but as a movie. And I love the dynamic between the two. Um, just, like, the little, like, the jokes. And I like that they didn't make him some, like... I don't know. I just can't even just describe it. But, like, it was just such a good fucking movie. And it made me sad and it made me angry. And I wish... Okay. So, long story short... The police are you, spo- op- are you, are you gonna I am going to spoil it because okay. it's been out for a while. The police officer went ahead and he attacked. He pulled them over for nothing. He ended up shooting the girl on the leg. David Kalua and the police officer get into it, and then he shoots the police officer and kills him. The woman is a prosecutor. She's a lawyer. It was her decision to go ahead and go on the run. They were on a blind date, a Tinder date. So long story short, um... They go ahead and they're feeding the police, whatever the case is, come to find out that the police officer went ahead and he also has killed someone previously. So as they're escaping, their goal is to get to, I think, Cuba. They're stopping at certain people's houses and places and all the black people there, they're like, we know who you are. Like, we got you, we're protecting you. But it was the last nigga there that went ahead and got them caught up. And I was just like, if that ain't some nigga shit right there, I don't know what is. Black people never want to see you win. Why is it that All we're always... for some always, fucking money. Why, are, why is it that we're always the race that pulls each other down instead of lifting each other up? 
like white people, um, Hispanic people. All for a couple dollars. All like other races always pull each other up, help each other, one another. But it's like African American, black people, we are always the ones that want to tear each other down. Like, if I see a girl with a cute lip on, instead of you saying she look cute, you want to say, oh, her wig is messed up and this and this and that, yes. but her lips was cute. Like, why can't you I feel you like just... we're in competition with a lot of people, with each other a lot of times. All the time. I don't know why, but I, I just, I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to make it, they're going to make it, they're going to make it. And then when I saw who it told, I was just like, what the fuck? But I'm like, you know what? If that ain't some nigga shit, I don't know what is. So that is my music plug. Is the Queen Slim soundtrack? Like, please go fucking see it. Support black movies. It was amazing. Lena Waite did her thing, and both of those actors are British. And I listened to Daniel. He's actually in Get Out. He's the main character. Um, on the read. On the read. No, yeah, he was on the read, and it's it tripped me out to hear like his British accent. Mm-hmm. My God, I was just like, what the fuck. So. And he had some. Um actual in real life some legal trouble with a police officer yeah and he ended up like suing the police department Mm -hmm. or something like that but i recommend it um thank you guys for being patient with us yes thank you for being patient it's been a minute we love you guys always we appreciate it um and remember like always subscribe yes leave us some good comments too guys yeah, subscribe on here, Instagram, Twitter, even though we're not that active. My fault, y'all. My apologies. Um, and we love no, you guys. No, it's me too. Don't worry. We love you guys, and that's it. Oh, just really quickly, some updates, because I am going to be out of the country. Yes. Coming up, here. so we're probably, I'm going to try to, are we going to try to record? Or we may do like a special guest, but we'll figure it out. Okay. All right, so this might be, no, it might be another like minute. Okay, it might be one another minute. No, no, after that. After the next episode. Okay, one more episode. All right, guys. But thank you so much for tuning in. We know it's been a minute. We love you so much for sticking with us and everything. But thanks for listening. Bye. Bye, guys.